What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. But it's only when I'm All right, like, so distractedly I'm, viewing I'm going to interrupt things. you because I have to restart my computer. What? Unbearable. What? what? So I'll be back. This always works. I know. That's when I was thinking like, hey, we can start this on time and under budget. Chandler's like, I got to go. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we make movies. On time and under budget, right? If we made a movie, of course it'd be on time and under budget. We'd be over, we'd be double budget. Double budget. Those are the best kinds of Breaking budgets. Geek Radio, the movie. Breaking Geek Radio, the, movie, the, podcast, the podcast, the movie. Yeah. Got to throw them both in there. No, the motion picture. <laughs> now go the classy Star Trek route. The motion it's such picture. a weird name. It's so bad. I love my track. I hate that movie. It's super goddamn boring. It was Parabellus. I mean, like, look, we have special effects department also. And we're going to use them for 90% of the footage. Yeah. What's that Star Wars thing people are talking about? Oh, shit. <laughs> what? No, it's supposedly... Oh, no, I thought there was new Star Wars news. Okay, no, yeah. no, no, no. Supposedly it's after the motion picture, Star Wars comes out, and they're like, God damn it. <laughs> I thought that's why they made StarCraft, the motion pictures. It was after Star. Let me look up the years. Um, I, I think it. motion picture came out, and then Star Wars came out, and that's why Wrath of Khan is the way it is. So much Where they're like, you know what? Back to the drawing board. That's what I've read. I could be totally wrong. I thought one special feature. Do, 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 do. 79. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was an answer to, to Star Wars. But it's not. It's super boring. No, my, I mean, but like, but they were like, shit, sci-fi is popular again. And like, do we own anything that's sci-fi? Or like, oh, what about that show we canceled like, like over 10 years ago? Oh, let's turn that into a movie. I remember seeing that one of the Star Trek documentaries or special features with the set of the first films. Do, do, do. Let me try to figure that out. Then where did I get this from? I had to have gotten this from somewhere. Definitely an attempt to make something better. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a reason it was so different. And I thought uh, 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 that that was it. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Oh, cool. <laughs> da, 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 da. Now I gotta fix my facts. They released the first uh, set video that actually has. Harrison, unless it is Harrison Ford uh, fighting people for the first time. Yeah, I'm finding the Indiana Jones news like it's not even news, right? It's super boring. Just like, no, 
hey, yeah. this happened on set. This happened. Like, it's not anything worth even discussing, really. No, I just like watching it more than any other. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but the guy starring in the movie was actually on set today. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. This looks like his stunting was hard. That's cool, he baby. someone up with a, a hippie sign. You said he's beating somebody up with a hippie sign? Yeah, the stunt double. Well, for, you know, he starts the fisticuffs like normal, and then he grabs, like, it's protesting scene, it looks like, and he grabs a sign that says, like, peace or something and bashes another character with it three times. Hmm. Interesting. Looks like Boyd Hallberg might be the one he hits with. Let's see. Gotta find this. This is driving me nuts now. Oh, the reason? Yeah, I feel like this wasn't something that I read. This is something that was talked at me to, like, the toys that made us or something like that. Mm. Or the movies that made us one or the other. Because there's just no way you would make the motion picture in a reaction to Star Wars. Well, I mean, like I said, it's like, we need something sci-fi. What do we already own? It's like, we own Star Trek. We can hire those guys back for cheap. Heck, they thought they were canceled. We can. Exactly. Well, they've been canceled. This they all look like old men now. Let's see. That's going to bother me. I'm going to figure this out. What is? So there was something that I had either read or had been heard that something about Wrath of Khan was a reaction to Star Wars. And I can't find it. Interesting. It's just bothering me now. Maybe it's because the grosses were so different between Star Trek, the motion picture, and uh, uh, Star I Wars. Yes. By the way, there's one other piece of news maybe we should cover. Maybe. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> so it's a weird piece of is. news to discuss, right? It's like, it is a poster for a movie. Yes, it? but it is a poster that has a lot of implications about it. It's a it movie. It does. It's, uh, Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Oh. All right. Also, we could tie this in the Batgirl if we want. Warner Brothers to produce 10 movies exclusively for HBO Max next year. Is that going to be one of them exclusively? Well, Batgirl is confirmed to be HBO Max. Okay. Oh, it is a weird poster. It is a super weird poster. I mean, it's not really a weird... I just... I like the title a lot. No, no. I think it's a weird poster, too. (laughs) It reminds me of Don't, the fake trailer in Grindhouse. Yeah, it was uh, Edgar Wright did, yeah, for uh, Grindhouse. If you're thinking of seeing this movie, nope. (laughs) (laughs) If you right, think you the protagonist will survive, nope. Yeah, I'm ready. Nope. Yeah, stop wasting your your freaking content for the show. <laughs> content. None of these jokes will be part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. I haven't done an introduction in a while. Huh. Huh. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier and flagship podcast of Valorum Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and this week we've got your Nick Dolls and your Joseph Jammer Medina's gentlemen. What's going on? Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> All Jammer right. lost Apparently, his voice. Yeah, Jammer, the part <laughs> of Jam will be placed by a dolphin? I don't know. What is that? Some kind do of porpoise for sure. <laughs> you do a good uh, octopus, though. <laughs> and, and Russian dog. That's my favorite joke ever. Actually, I have a question for you about that. So did you, when you were doing your, your I want to say voice work, because that's not technically correct, but your lip syncing type voice work on animes did you like say voices in your head did you practice this because you're, you're pretty good at like on the spot just making up a voice and just doing no it. i never made up voices when i was doing the so for those who don't know i used to do anime dub work but i never did i only on one or two occasions voiced an anime and those are mostly just hey fill in this background character 
or something. But mostly the work that I did had to do with either a time code spotting and to a lesser extent writing the scripts. And as what you would do is you would essentially have the video up and then the script right next to it. And then you'd play it and then basically just try to say the words to fit the lip flaps. So I never did it with a voice. That's weird. It's yeah. funny. I started laughing as you're describing now. You said um, dub work, and I was like, dubstep work, you know, when the beat dropped to make sure that <laughs> it was all in time. It's like, same, same. By the same way, difference. occasionally it hits me. I'm like, I've been in one piece. I'm super <laughs> stoked. You could see me as a Satan worshiper in one piece. I don't remember what the episode number is, but it's there. Maybe the character tracks. The character tracks. <laughs> But anyway, on this week's show, uh, aside from career advice from Jammer, we're going to be talking about Gunpowder Milkshake. But before that, we've got a bevy of news. Um, Jammer, do you want to take the one that you mentioned first? Because I think that you're... Sure. Yeah, I thought this was super exciting. Super fresh. Exciting. Super fresh. um, Exciting news that like I just came upon on Twitter. I was like, oh, he just dropped this out. We, we We got a reveal, a big reveal from uh jordan peele obviously he is the the acclaimed horror director of such fine films as i was about to say don't fuck you nick doll um of uh <laughs> get out and us and uh, yeah this what next movie film is, is that called... don't fuck you nick doll what movie is that <laughs> it's coming soon it's coming soon is it coming soon uh, oh god coming C-F-U-M-I-N-G. soon you I just imagine literally every every time I go fuck you to Nick is basically the entire podcast. <laughs> the movie is called Nope, and obviously it is, comes from Jordan Peele. I'm assuming it's written and directed by him, but there's no specific confirmation of that. Uh, and it, it stars Daniel Kaluuya. It stars Kiki. Palmer. I've never heard this name aloud. Kiki the Kiki. Yoon. I just wanted to make sure Kiki Palmer and Stephen Yoon. And yeah. it comes in theaters <gasps> July of next year. So July of oh, the year shit. exactly away from today which is which makes sense why and not only is it a theater movie because you know we're assuming that life will be somewhat back to normal by then because things do kind of seem to be going that way even you know though we're getting an uptick in covid cases but whatever mm-hmm. uh there are select sequences filmed with imax cameras so i think that's interesting because when i think of imax i don't tend to think of horror movies so i'm wondering what kind of spectacular things he will be capturing on these films and the poster in question is is a very nice one it it shows sort of a uh, a mountain in the background. You see some a nice sort of plains in in the foreground, along with a lone tree. The sky is is a mix of stormy and clear. At the top right, you see some beautiful stars. You see it in the distance between the foreground and the, and the mountains, like a, the, the lights of a of a small city or a small town. And then in the middle of the entire thing, you see what looks like a cloud with a a bunch of banner or, or what it was called those flags those schools yeah. triangle flags just sort of swaying it almost it gives me some mild pennywise feelings like it's a it's a giant right. balloon of sorts so uh i like the poster i think it's intriguing it's fun i like the title nope because i'm sure when the trailer hits a lot of people are be like nope when they see it it's like nope <laughs> not gonna see that <laughs> nope 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 that will be me probably that i'll probably see it oh because it looks too so scary <laughs> Yeah, if it looks too scary, like, like, nope. it looks stupid, reviewers will be like, nope, not this time. You know, that'll be no, the it's, that everyone writes. It's whatever something is just so terrifying. It's like, nope, nope, That's nope, old nope, for nope, me. nope. Whatever what the M. Mean? Night Shyamalan movie is coming out this week, I won't even oh, watch right. the trailer for it past the original teaser I saw. Yeah, that's fair. 
So what do you think about this, uh, about Senor Jonesy? How do you like this? Um, I like it. I like that I don't know a lot about it. I like that about his movies generally, right? That you go into his films and you don't know a lot of what's going to happen and they're generally surprising, which is a thing that doesn't happen a lot anymore when we go to the movies. Yeah, it is. So I like this. It's super um, opaque. Like, I'm sure that after you see this movie, people will look back at this poster and go like, oh, okay, obviously it was this, that, and the other. But before we get a teaser or even seeing the movie, we were kind of just up in the air as to what this means. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. I generally like his stuff, so I'll be there. Nick, how do you feel about this as someone who is, is clearly too scared to see my M. Night Shyamalan's old? That's for entirely different. I see. I'm better at horror movies now, I, and I love uh, <clears throat> Jordan Peele, so I'm on board already. You're on board? You like his movies yeah. so far? Yeah. Cool. And I, right. I was scared by both of them, but I didn't. Us was yeah. super scary. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Uh, that, that, that's it for that news piece, that, that fresh no. news piece. Wait, you, you don't, you're not going to take a guess as to what it's about? You're never going to guess? God, no. Cloud people. Speculate? Cloud people. Uh, cloud maybe... People. <laughs> Okay, he's saying cloud people. I'm saying maybe like a, a rogue really storm cloud that absorbs people and kills them. I don't know. That sounds stupid. Wow, whatever. you went super dark with that one. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Killer clouds from movie. outer space. Yeah, killer clouds from outer space. I mean, that I all kind of, that all is like on there because you see space, you see the stars, and they are clouds. It implies killer, so killer clouds from outer It all makes sense. It does. It does. I'm sure there will be some... Uh, God, my brain is blanking. You know, some uh, some social issue baked into the uh, the horror of it. That's that's my prediction for a Jordan Peele horror movie. That's like watching, you know, a Zack Snyder movie, and you're like, I bet there's gonna be some slow motion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like that's baked into the title. Yeah. I bet that's it's like baked into the title. Just the idea of like, yeah. nope. It's just I feel like it's a very, you know, forgive me. I'm not sure if this is racist, but it feels like a very black thing where you go like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'm not gonna go over there. Like when horror movies, when people are doing stupid things, it's like, nope, not going to do like that. I feel like nope has been, I don't even know if I think that it's a, a black thing anymore, right? It's every time you see a giant bug from Australia, that's everybody's response. <laughs> it's like, nope, <laughs> nope. Like, you know, just spiders as big as your goddamn hand. Um, so I'm curious if that's going to be, that's what this is, right? That is the general response when you see something crazy or stupid and you just like you stay in someplace else and you're like, no. Won't be no, me. Not today. <laughs> yeah, not today. Not today, devil. Whenever not someone today. says not today, I always think of uh, what's his name, Buzz Lightyear. Not today. And then he presses the button, and then the wings open up, and then the the dynamite gets knocked off his back. Oh, what's funny is, is explode. Is I think like of not today as being not today. Nope. Yeah, I think of not today like nope. Like uh, not today, devil. I don't know. The not way today. you said it, Jammer, bringing it up, I, I immediately think of Scream 2. The cameraman in that is like, nope. <laughs> nope. I don't remember that. I haven't seen Scream 2 since like the, since smartest like the character early 2000s. In the movie. He's the black cameraman. He's just like, thing people start dying, he's like, nah. <laughs> he leaves yeah. him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be my prediction for the movie, is that there's some tomfoolery, you know, generally it involves white people and the black people in the town are like, nope. Yeah. No. See, you come full circle to like agree with my assumption. I feel like I feel like you're first like, no, it's not really, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, the common sense black people are like, nope, like you you see what you. No, no, no. I'm saying you turn coat. What I'm saying, (laughs) 
what I'm saying is I think it's crossed over, right? I think that it's okay. I think it's broader, but I, I do agree with you. So Okay. Yeah. That that's what you know what? You're right. I'll just say you're right. How about that? Oh, make it that's good. That's oh, does it feel good? Can you bask in that? Oh, Can you yeah. bask in that? <laughs> We're all over me. Open my mouth. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. For a later <laughs> anyway. time, Jammer. Guess what basking room? in the, Let's get basking a room. in the being right. Let's get a room later. Cool. I'll be, absolutely. You guys ready to move on? Absolutely. Yes. Please. Say no. Thought somebody was gonna say no. Nope. nope. Yeah, <laughs> we should have. Damn it. God damn it, Nick. God, Nick, you love that joke it. way too much. There's a there's every now and then when when like one of us says a joke and Nick just loses his shit. It's so rewarding. It's like <laughs> unexpectedly you know hefty reaction to a joke is one of the most rewarding things ever. See, that's why people like to keep me around. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on, as we do on this show, it seems like every goddamn week now, we're going to talk about Fast and Furious. Fast so, and Furious! It almost does need a segment, right? Where you're like, Fast and Furious, and you just hear cars in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the noise. That's well, exactly the sound. That. And then you hear, you hear Vin Diesel go, I don't got friends. I got family. Leave me, leave me. <laughs> Fast news. So I don't even know if we talked about this that one time. I feel like we had to have. Uh, There was a month or so ago when Vin Diesel was talking about putting on his producer hat. And he was talking about the conflict that he and Dwayne The Rock Johnson were having on the set. And he said, you know, look, I got to put on my producer hat. And that's tough love that's required to get out of Dwayne Johnson, the Hobbs character that he wanted to see on screen, the one that he, Vin Diesel, the producer, wanted to see. So in a recent interview, uh, Johnson was asked if he had seen Vin Diesel's comments about the tough love, and The Rock responded and said, I laughed. I laughed hard. I think everyone (laughs) had a laugh at that. And I'll leave it at that. And that, I wish them well. And so he's talking about Fast 9. I wish them well on Fast 9. I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and 11. The rest of the Fast and Furious movies that they will do without me. Uh, So it seems that at this point, he will no longer appear in the mainline Fast and Furious films, uh, which is interesting because as we talked about in the episode where we reviewed uh, Fast 9, it's very obvious that Jason Statham, at least in some way, is going to either have a crossover with the next mainline Fast and Furious movies or um, Sun Kang is going to cross over into the Hobbs and Shaw films. There's going to be some sort of resolution to that in credit scene. So I was curious what either of you all thought of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's comments or the implications of him no longer being Hang on a mainline second. What post credit scene? So at the end of... I think you left. So at the yeah. end of Fast 9... Um, I think Danny described it to you. So um, Jason Statham is beating up a punching bag. And at the end of that scene, you realize that there is a person in that punching bag and they have a conversation and somebody knocks at the door and he goes to answer the door and it's Han. And then they look at each other and it cuts to black. And you have no idea where that's going to go, um, where the resolution to that scene is going to take place. Will it happen in Fast 10? Or will it happen in Hobbs and Shaw too? And we don't know. So the Rock. I think. Uh, what was the last one he was in besides Hobbs? eight Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, yeah, eight. Well, mainline eight. Yeah. yeah. So Hobbs I never Shaw. expected him to. He, I thought he hated the Rock so much that I never expected him to be 
that he made Fast and the Furious films again. And this, people yeah. have been thinking about this. They're like, does this mean there won't be two Hobbs, two Shaw? And uh, I hope not. I'm like, no, it sounds different. You I don't think it won't happen. It'll be easy I don't want to see two Hobbs, two Shaw. I hated Hobbs and Shaw so much. It was so bad. And I also didn't like F9. Ryan Reynolds a main character. <laughs> the reason the reason why I left, you know, F9 early is because I don't know you weren't there, but in in like the uh, the yeah, armrest, I had carved tally marks for you know every minute that passed. So I was basically you know breaking out of prison as soon as the credits started rolling, and I was like, I'm not even gonna do this anymore. I'm gone. I gotta bust out of here. I'm not going back. I was feeling institutionalized and shit, and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. So like, I'm 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 done. I'm done with F9. Done. But I'm definitely going to see it again. That's the annoying thing. Um, I've made it through Furious 7 over the past you, few You did weeks. it. That's awesome. But uh, so that means we have Fate next. And then I talked to Kirsten. I was like, you know, we're going to want to watch Hobbs and Shaw and F9. And she's like, yeah, you're right. And she doesn't even like the movies enough. They're just interesting enough for her to keep watching. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about them as well. Especially, um, I, I really, though, my biggest takeaway from me revisiting the entire franchise is, and you mentioned this a couple weeks back, Jonesy, and I hadn't watched it recent enough to agree or disagree, but I think I agree. I think Fast and Furious 6 is underrated. Mm-hmm. I think I think it might be my favorite of the franchise right now at this point. No. Are you passing the stick of rightness back to me? I'm passing it on to you. Mm-hmm. It's the circle, circle jerk oh. of rightness stick. Oh, it's so good feels so good in the past and a half or a minute. Do it. Do it. I, yeah, I agree. I think six is underrated. But so to that point, so Nick, you haven't said anything. You just don't care at all, do you? <laughs> no, I do have a question. The last one I still saw was Fast Five since I was sick when we were supposed to see Fast. So is so the the new meme, well, it's not, I mean, like the meme that blew up that week was the family meme. Of course, that's from all yeah. the movies. But is there Which a scene is weird, in this? Yeah. But I was wondering, is there a scene in this one where the odds are super crazy and he comes out with a shotgun? Because all of them use the same image, like with T-Rex. I don't know. Like, I got family. But like each mm. one's more and more ridiculous, but it's just him. And it's always him with the shotgun. So I assume that was F9 no, had a I scene that was especially No, I feel like that's just his thing, right? Like okay. the shotgun yeah. is just his lightsaber, right? So just okay. I'm pretty sure there's a scene in every movie where he pulls out a shotgun. Well, I didn't know if this one had an especially ridiculous one. Because, you know, the memes are super ridiculous. Where it's like I mean, they had. Armies. Don't worry. I got family. No, I don't think they've leaned into it in a tongue-in-cheek way i think the second he actually pulls out the shotgun and goes family it's like they he's lost all of his uh it's interesting watching so i feel like i feel like vin diesel uh michelle rodriguez and those i think those two those two are like in a completely different movie from the rest of the cast you would say jordana brewster as well yeah jordana brewster yeah yeah i was trying to forget her they they seem like they're in a spanish soap opera and everyone else seems like they're in a goofy action movie um, so where was Paul they, Walker like in that equation? He, up until seven. I don't know. You think he up was until the serious seven? Half? No, I think he was the bridge because he was a part of the serious stuff, but also he was kind of like joking around with the rest of them. Like the part that sticks out to me was when Tyrese was just a Roman was like, "Hey, it's like we're we're getting alternate version of myself." Yeah. Like, "Hey, what'd you do this Photoshop, Brian?" And Brian was just like, "Ha!" He was just like laughing. I was like, <laughs> "You handled that really well, Brian. That was like a really great." secure and just healthy way to react to that i was very proud of him in that moment yeah it, i think you're absolutely right about him being god damn it we're going way too long that fast but he's <laughs> he's the bridge right because roman and tej those are his friends was so yeah. I, no right. he's still alive he, well yeah but he was it's 
Paul, no, Paul Walker. He's, he's saying like as far as the uh, the characters of Bridge, even if oh, he's not present. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I I agree with that 100. But he's um, the bridge in terms of tone too. Yeah. He was the bridge in terms of tone. He was like he was serious when he needed to be, but also like could play. He could play both sides. Whereas Vin Diesel and, and Michelle Rodriguez are just too damn serious, and Jordana Brewster are all super super serious. They just don't even know. I can watch. Damn it! You make me want to watch Six today. <laughs> I feel like this is like the the Fast and Furious franchise is like the stank you can't get off of you. It's just it's just stuck there forever. It's like you just got sprayed from it by the, by, the skunk, by the skunk that is Fast and Furious, where it's just like I don't like this, but I also kind of do. I want to go back to the skunk and see it's if I can Axe reason body with spray. it. It's Axe Body Spray. There you go. That's, That's a better one. That's a better yeah. one. Yeah. Axe Body Spray. Now that we have found the perfect analogy, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Yep. What cologne is Zack Snyder? I asked because he signed a first look. <laughs> he signed a first look deal with Netflix, uh, and he's also working on uh, Army of the Dead too, which is interesting. So we're gonna get a whole new squad of folks um, about the deal. Zack Snyder said, "My goal and hope are to bring as much quality content as I can, and do it on a giant scale. Big projects, big movies. For us, it was so important to find a partnership." That was based on mutual respect, said Deborah Snyder. Ooh, I wonder who she's calling out. The creative process works best when everybody trusts each other and you can take a bit of chance and be creative. For us, we don't usually play it safe. The content we make is a little bit edgier. And I think it's important to have a good partnership and hear each other. You know, it's weird. It's like reading a Facebook post where you're like, oh, I know what X she's talking about. (laughs) Um, He's, He's vague booking. Yeah. Is that, yeah. No one else heard that expression other than me? No, I don't that? use Facebook. It's called it's called vague booking. It's when people are posting about something and talking around something that it's very clear that nope. they are referring to, but they're being vague about it. Interesting. So it's it's yeah. a terminology I picked up from the youths from the of youths. today who definitely up, are on Facebook. Um, Greetings, so yeah, fellow at this children. Point, it seems like um, fellow young people, not children. I, I don't fucking remember that shit. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. So yeah, Zebra and uh, Zebra. Wow. Actually, I like that. Ze- Zebra Snyder. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Zebra Snyder. Uh, they've got a new boo. Uh, their relationship is no longer complicated. Uh, they're in a relationship with Netflix. So how do you guys feel about this first look deal or uh, the fact that we're getting a sequel to Army of the Dead? Nick, let's start with you. And what she? What was the quote she said? Our stuff's darker? Edgier. 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 Bullshit. Their movies are edgier than the other movies Warner Brothers makes. Here's the thing. I will Mad Max. Boom. I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about you in a second. I'll talk about I'll talk about that comment in a second. That specific word. I'll talk I think about it was you a, in a second. Not you. About that word in a second. Okay. Um. I don't know. I guess good for him. I mean, like, yeah. If they're gonna, <laughs> it's good for Snyder. He has a place where he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and some people will watch it, and some people won't. Like I saw Army of Darkness and no, Army of the Dead. It's tied for the eighth place highest watched movie on Netflix with uh, Project Power. So eh, his movies are semi-popular on Netflix. What can I say? Yeah, which I think Um, is fascinating, right? I I think that really just speaks to the uh, desire that people have that they want to watch big budget stuff at home. I like it. I like their big budget stuff more than... You like Army of the Dead? No, no, but like, I like Extraction was fine, and that's their number one. Um, I like Project Power to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like it for what it is. 
Yeah. Project um, Power felt like it was written by a computer and was completely devoid of life and personality, which is actually, I think, why Zack, Zack Snyder, Snyder may have wrote it. Is a, I'm sorry, you could you could say Zack Snyder movies are a lot of things. Devoid of life is not one of them. Um, well, about all but the like, dead folks in uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, oh, God damn it. Uh, 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 well played. Gotcha. Well played. Gotcha. He got me. He got me. Uh, no, Walked but that's right why I think, I think Zack Snyder is, is sort of good because I feel like a lot of and we've talked about this before. A lot of the Netflix movies that were made for Netflix tend to feel kind of Same. lifeless or paint samey, paint by numbers. Project Power, I felt like was that. And I remember we felt, I think it was this podcast where we felt there was a distinct difference between that and like what the heck, Enola Holmes, mm, which studio had, versus the which felt Netflix like film. it had so much more life and personality to it than anything I had seen from Netflix at that point. Um, so Zack Snyder, while you know not the greatest filmmaker, I love a lot of his work, but I did not like Army of the Dead very much. He makes weird movies and he takes risks and he it doesn't seem like his stories or his projects are written by an algorithm, which is good. Um, and as far as Deborah Snyder's quote about edgier movies, I don't like that quote either. I think it's mm. kind of like, I'm wondering if she didn't mean edgy, but maybe like just sort of edgy in the sense that they take more risks and are able to do weirder things because they don't necessarily have to have that quote unquote studio appeal. And finally make that 100% slow motion movie that they've been dreaming. Exactly, exactly. Every shot is half speed. Yep, yep. But I mean, I think three it's three hours good, to I, start, I, so it's a six hour slow motion fest. I like it, but I'm Watch also it. a little disappointed because even though I'm sure there will be theater runs, theatrical runs for his movies, uh, I always find it harder in my mind to justify going to a theater when I can mm-hmm. watch it for free on Netflix. Um, and I feel like a lot of his movies are really great to watch in theaters. So it's like, yes, the simple solution is, well, you go find a theater where they play. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you're right, but am I gonna? I don't know. I would like to be forced into the theater for that one but uh yeah so I, I'm, I'm two minds of it either way I'll, I'll probably i don't know if i'll watch army of the dead 2 to be perfectly frank but i feel like i'll probably watch any other of his movies what about that army of that Thieves, are original which is they already have footage from what's that is that the anime movie with the safe it's cracker. a prequel yeah is is the anime it's live action but the same actor playing the safe cracker and i think he's directing it as well is oh, he directing Zach it Snyder isn't directing it or he did so I thought, and I could be wrong about this, now you're going to make me look this up. I thought that the German guy who was the safe cracker, cracker was also directing it, but I could be oh, wrong. Well, that wouldn't quite be a full Snyder. I mean, like, it's the same universe, but it's interesting that Snyder would, I just assumed anything in the universe yeah. was directed by directed him. Like, by... Even... Yeah, so he is directing it as well. Okay, so that's not even technically a Snyder film. I mean, it's in Mateus, the universe, but it's like... Matthias Schweighofer. Yeah, which is great. I was hanging out with uh, some German friends, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Safecracker dude. And they were like, he's a very famous German actor. Like, they got the serious face, like, how the fuck do you not know who this guy is? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the Safecracker was a great character. I liked him. The things I liked, yeah, there were great. a lot of great elements in that movie, but it was just so fucking depressing at the very end. I'm like, they didn't succeed in anything. Not one thing did they succeed at in the movie. It was really, Ooh, really sad. I can't wait to watch this. So, Why? um Army of Thieves also has Natalie Emmanuel, which I did not know. She's part she's, of the family. She's Ramsey, yeah. That's right. She's Ramsey. That's what that gets you. That's what that gets that you. One girl from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. I forget her name. I forget her name. I've deleted she's Game of Thrones of, from my she mind. She's so one fine. of the uh, oh my god, I have when the fuck what's that southern country called again? Dorn. She's Dornish, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Alabama. Um 
Yes, she's Dornish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, am I going to see this? I wasn't interested. I kind of am now because I did like that German character. And I'm also interested to see another vision on the same world. So it sounds like you will be watching Army of the Dead too. Fuck. <laughs> Isn't that Snyder too? No. <sighs> yeah, it will be. It will be probably. I don't I know. I think Jeremy just talked himself project, into watching then. it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, saw, no, I talked myself into watching, watching Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves, I know. not I know. Army of the Dead 2. And you but know that the rationale you just gave. Unless there's a loop. <laughs> Does he survive? He didn't survive. He oh, he did survive. Thieves, you're right, he did. No, he, you're right, he did survive Army of the Dead. I forgot. Wait, no, he didn't. No, no, no he didn't. I'm, no, I'm saying Everybody he survived died. Army of Thieves to be an Army of the Dead. So you don't have to worry about that, dude, unless there's a magical time machine. Oh right, which there might be. Movie. There very uh, exactly. well might be. And robot zombies. I like hearing. I listened to him explaining all that shit after you guys complained about some of it. It was funny. The robot zombies are pro- there because the government wants to keep an eye on the situation and stuff like that. You're like, okay. Was that really his rationale? Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. Wait, what was it? Yeah. I, I zoned out when you were talking. What? <laughs> what did Snyder you say? Snyder said the, the the robot zombies, like he imagines they're put there by the government to monitor what's going on inside the walls. That's the easiest way to do it is robots that look like zombies. Interesting. Whatever letter grade I gave that movie, I'm gonna drop it. He just wanted robots in it. He didn't give a shit. (laughs) Which is fine, right? That's fine. Like, hey, we had an animatronic show that was going on in Vegas and he used live human skin and when the zombies bit them they became alive. Like, you know what? That's fine. You know what I would watch? An army of an army of the dead animatrix type thing. Aren't they I'd doing an that. anime something? Didn't you say? Well, they're that? doing an anime, but I would do like an animatrix type thing where it's like, like a bunch different of different perspectives, yeah. Because you can really dig into those things, like the government Old putting robot episode, robots in yeah. them, or you can have like that part where it starts to rain and all of those zombies wake up that were piled on, like those types of things. Jacob's <laughs> rain. Or you know that guy got to actually use his his chainsaw thing or his his bandsaw, whatever there the fuck be it was. A whole episode about fans yeah i feel like there should just be an episode called chekhov's blank and it'll be chekhov's rain chekhov's um saw like all of the things that we thought should have paid off in some way just didn't go anywhere i like it can we i we should send you some of that netflix money that would i would pay you for that that's a great idea my my brain would be too big army of the dead chekhov's blank done my my ego couldn't take it it'd be too big i couldn't make it out of this house Anyway, you guys ready to move on? Yes, please. Sure. What was the news item that we talked about? Oh, yeah, the deal. Okay. I forgot. I was like, what was the connective (laughs) tissue? Like, what were we talking about again? I assume this includes Rebel Moon. Do we know that was Netflix before? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Definitely includes it then. Which I'm definitely excited for. I remember hearing about that back in the day. I'm like, give me some of that Seven Samurai shit. It's so weird. You you are like, after you see a Zack Snyder project, you're like, but then the next one gets announced. You're like, I want to go to there. Like, well, it's because, scared. like I said, I, I'm always, I'm all for a filmmaker swinging and missing because it's something different. And Army of the Dead missed hard for me. But, you know, it was different to watch. It was beautiful. Like, the filmmaking techniques were cool. It was it was definitely, it definitely felt unique, even if you it like was. You like the edginess. You like the edginess. It's not sure. edge. Is it Christian? Oh, no, you guys aren't wrestling guys. Never mind. God damn it. Right. Um, Sit alone on Christian, your joke island. Christian, we're both, yeah. I'm the, God damn it. Anyway, moving on, we've got a bunch of uh, casting news, uh, which should be kind of exciting. We've got uh, Michaela Cole joining Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, which for me is very exciting. Along with this, 
And we also found out that Winston Duke and Angela Bassett will be returning for the sequel. But for me, um, Michaela Cole was the, the big name to drop because at, between uh, Chewing Gum and I May Destroy You, she's a fantastic actress. And like you flip a coin, you know, if she's going to be funny or serious or whatever, and she's capable of doing both extremes. So that's exciting to me. I'm not even going to speculate as to who she could be. Yeah, I'd be terrible at that. But I'm happy to see Mbaku coming back. I think he was sort of an unexpected hit in the original movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited to see his role expanded upon more and seeing what his, the relationship, how the relationship between his group of people and the Wakandans continues to be. Or the rest of the Wakandans, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Nick, any thoughts? I, I don't know the, the actress. I'm really God, excited yeah. for Black. I'll be, I'm really interested to see, again, of course, how they deal with the Chadwick Boseman problem. Yeah, I really wish they recast him. I really wish they did. Thank but... you. I don't. That's what I was about to say when I started stumbling over my words, but I yeah. didn't want to bring that up. But uh, they, did. I mean, the thing is, I just wish they did because it's like the character is bigger than him. As as much as he did a great job, it's like it's it's such a weird thing for him to either be killed off screen or to be, to be written away, mm-hmm. you know, Paul story. Walker style, um, you know, for the continued movies, considering all that he went through in that previous movie, just to retain his throne. And, and he just became King. It's like, and what? And, and then survived. you kill him again. Yeah. And then you kill him again and then bring him back and then kill him again. It's just like, come on. I think for me, he's, he's the died, thing that bothers he's me about twice it the most in the universe already. Here's what bothered me about it the most, and I didn't talk about this on last week's show. We have all of these fucking Loki variants, and you're telling me I can't get one more T'Challa? Like, you can't find a way to fix that somehow. It's true, they could have easily gotten that out of the other movies, because Black Panther 2 is after yeah. all. Um, so yeah, I, there I think are, that's going to be the frustrating thing to me. Like, you're just being obstinate at this point. There is some interesting stuff, though, that, that could be tackled. It's like, you know, he comes back after the snap, and, you know, someone, I'm assuming, has been ruling Wakanda in his place in the time since. Like, what sort of struggle would there be? No struggle, apparently, because he's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, recast T'Challa. I'm all on board. I just, yeah. when we were talking about variants, it's like, there's a black Loki variant. I'm like, they could grab a white T'Challa variant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Probably not a good the, the gator. The gator. The gator. I want to see, like, why am I T'Challa variant? I, I yeah. was thinking, uh, <laughs> what animal would T'Challa be? Cat. Panther, dumbass. Yeah, some sort yeah. of, yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's right there. Did right you call there. me a dumbass? Did you call me a dumbass? You asked, you asked the question. I pondered the question, and, and then I you called me a dumbass. That's why you can't take Panther. him seriously. I would love to see a multiverse where, like, Peter Parker's a spider and, like, Ant-Man's an ant. Those exist. Yeah, but I know, but in the movies... Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. And the only reason I don't want, like, even jokingly, the white Black Panthers, because that was the joke that was going on. Like, people were all upset during the casting. So oh, every no, time they switch someone's race. Yeah. I know. I'm saying even as a joke, like, it's just like, it's like people get upset when they do do it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, why don't you just why can't Black Panther be white? like, that's the joke. Get speaking the of which, of speaking of which, did you guys see the, uh, the Batgirl casting? Yeah. Which is our next yeah. news item. Yeah. So Are there people bitching Leslie about it online? Grace, come on. What country yeah, do you yes. live in? What country? Okay. Do you, what planet do you live on? Uh, <laughs> that's right. 
So Leslie Grace, who just had her breakout role in John Chu and Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, In the oh, Heights, yeah. has been cast as Barbara Gordon. So she is going to be in the movie that mentioned, wow, that Nick mentioned earlier in the show. It's going to be the uh, HBO Max Batgirl show movie. God, man, I'm struggling. So this yeah. one's going to be helmed by Bad Boys for Life directors Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fala. And so I think that's. Aren't they directing kinda... something else soon? Well, they were doing Beverly Hills Cop Four, right? No, or there's something. There's some that? other really big project that they're they're both doing. Hold on, let me look this up. It's like or were they big. attached? Was it Coming to America Two? They did, or was no. it? No, oh, they, no, they, they were didn't attached do that. to an Eddie Murphy project. I know, so it wasn't maybe it was Beverly Hills Four, but it's probably a movie that's just sitting in limbo, even if they're attached. Yeah, they had Beverly Hills Cop Four. That's that's true. Oh, Ms. Marvel. Their executive producers oh. on Ms. Marvel. Oh, they're not. I directing. didn't know that. I so, missed that. Executive producing school. So they're executive producing the TV. If that's the oh, case. Oh, they're directors they do... too. Hold on, hold on. They're yeah. directors as well. Directors and also executive producers of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, which is a thousand percent more excited for that movie so now. Cool. Yeah. So um, these guys, these guys are talented. They I managed trust. to make a, they managed apparently, and I haven't seen it, to make a good Bad Boys movie when no one thought it was. What? Possible. You haven't seen Bad Boys three yet? Jesus Christ. None of us have. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Take your word for it. I, no, that movie made the most money in 2020, Nick. What? I said that movie made the most money in 2020. I know, at still, theaters. Yeah. In theaters. It was like the last no, one to hit before you know, the world you. went under. I knew that a lot of people saw it and that Jonesy saw it because that's the reason, the only reason I want to see it is Jonesy complimented it so much. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, so I think that this movie should be <sighs> – Generally speaking, I think DC has just been making mediocre movies. Like there's just there's nothing for me to get excited about between but between these yeah because you're insane <laughs> these directors this actress uh, Christina Hodson so she's doing um, Bumblebee or she did Bumblebee and Birds of Prey I think that this one could be pretty good um, I'm actually surprised that it's going to be an HBO Max exclusive given all of this weight behind it but we'll see i mean i mean you're saying that bat, like dc has the moves like they did freaking snyder cut which is pretty good they freaking did birds of prey no 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 no, no. Like so they were forced into doing that and i just said mediocre right what does that mean they were forced into, what does that mean about they snyder needed cut. yeah they needed a flagship title for their hbo match and so i think that at the beginning of their nascent service they were like, hey, we need something that's going to bring people oh, to our service. We're talking about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what you said, yeah. right? Well, we oh, also man, I was talking about You said they made this. I said Birds of Prey, so I was really confused. Okay, sorry. You said they made the Snyder Cut, and that's what I was responding to. Sure. Um, okay. I just think that, generally speaking, DC, um, their stuff is f- it's fine. It's fine. Mediocre. I mean, I think I think there's a – okay, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever. You could do what you, you say what you want to say. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited because Christina Hodson, as you mentioned, she did Birds of Prey and Bumblebee, both of which I thought were solid. She's going to be doing The Flash, and I'm really excited for The Suicide Squad. So I think there's a lot going for the DCEU Wait, right now. Is she a producer on all those? What is this? What? The name you just mentioned. She's the writer, Christina Hodson. She's okay, the writer. Oh, yeah, Christina Hodson, okay, she's right. the writer. Yeah. At first I thought, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, I'll tell you my problem good. with Birds of Prey. I think that they shoehorned Harley Quinn into what was supposed to be the Batgirl movie. So Birds of Prey is not all of those characters plus Harley Quinn. It's Oh, I agree. This Harley was a Harley Quinn movie. movie. It's a Harley Quinn yeah, movie. It's just called it Birds of Prey. 
Yeah, right. like it don't go as that movie. Misleading, but. If you're going into that movie wanting a Birds of Prey movie, you will be very disappointed. But if you're just going there going like it's a Harley Quinn movie, then it, I just think it's a fun movie regardless of of any sort of hangups you may have about the comic book source material. Yeah, yeah. Once I got McGregor's the best part. Yeah, he McGregor's. So yeah, he good. is. Even Zaz. Um, whoever plays Zaz, their little relationship. Yeah, the guy was terrifying. Not to discount yeah. any of the women. I thought the whole He was so was scary. Great. He was so scary. Like, yes. when that one moment where the guy was just like, I forgot what it was. He's like, oh, did you insult me? And he goes like, yes, he did. I was like, fuck off, Zaz. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> just starting stuff, Zaz. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Batgirl news. And did that's my the issue. Other, the uh, Batwoman casting, which is kind of interesting. So, cast Montoya and Batwoman, and it's the same woman who played Montoya in Gotham. So no, like, are they doing a multi- intentional multiverse thing there? Or? I don't Dude, know. they don't fuck. They're not doing to yeah, the they're not. They don't. They they can do whatever. The thing is, they just want to do whatever they want, and then they're like, yeah, multiverse. You know, it's weird. You have such a tone about that, but when I say they make mediocre stuff, you're just like, no, you're wrong. But then just now, you're like, oh god, I don't know what the fuck. Doing. I mean, just because I like their movies on an individual basis doesn't mean I have to be on board with their bullshit multiverse angle that they're going for. I mean, it's fine. Batwoman isn't a very good show anyway. Like, no, I never. I just thought I'm like, oh, we're actually using this. They as much have really liked her. Don't bother. Don't bother. I have no plans on watching any of those shows except for like. I've tried. I still watch. I've tried. You still watch that? Is it still on? Yeah. Yes. He'll watch and anything with Constantine. Constantine's still one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah. I've, only, I've never seen a single episode of that show without Constantine, so I haven't seen he'll any watch from anything. the first season. That was a perfect thing. It's like, he'll watch anything with Constantine as one of the main characters in it. That's yeah. literally what the, tra- that the, the transition That's was between you guys. Those are really the only two C- DC characters, except for some villains that I actually like, are Batman and Constantine. Um, That's why I don't like Justice League as much, especially the comics, because I'm like getting one-seventh of the Batman. So I'm like, oh. Hmm. hmm. Speaking of Batman, um, I don't know if you guys saw this. So the last bit of casting news we've got Mm. is we're getting an Injustice cartoon, which, you know, insert Tanya scream right now. She'd be very excited (gasps) to see that they're making a DC animated universe version of this, which to me is like, so I think part of my madness with the live action stuff jammer is the fact that the cartoons are so good, like consistently every time so much better than the live action stuff. I wish I could um, agree. I don't dig the cartoon stuff that much. We've man, Harley about Quinn is fantastic. Oh, the oh, Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn, though, that's 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 like a, that's that's another tier above. Batman the animated yeah. series, Justice League. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Justice I'm, League. I'm, I'm talking about the recent stuff. I'm talking about the recent, I'm talking stuff. About the recent stuff. stuff too. Stuff. I think um, I love the the ending of the last phase and then this reboot into this phase. Yeah. Long Halloween is a far part one is a far better Batman than we see from Snyder. I can't say it's better than the Dark Knight. I mean it's better than the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Okay. So you could pick any animated Batman movie that they've made in the last seven years. It's better than the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And the Batman so, v Superman, which was the last movie to have Batman. Yeah. But that's just me. That's my opinion. But so we've got Anson Mount, who is going to be in Nick Dahl's highly anticipated Strange New Worlds. And we've also got Justin Hartley, which is fun for me because he played Green Arrow in Smallville and oh. plays a character on This Is Us. He's one of the, uh, the twins. So that's very exciting. Should be interesting um, to see this cartoon come out. I don't think there's a – I don't remember if they said a timeline for when this is coming out. Um, They're announcing the cast. I mean, it's probably this year, end of the year. Yeah. Do you know what other DC movies next after Long Halloween? That would probably help us decide. 
I don't. I think that might be it. Let's see. There's got to be something. And this would feel like this wouldn't be continuity. Like they made Long Halloween into their current animated continuity. I can't Is it? see them making. Yeah. Remember, we decided that about the Long Halloween. It's definitely fitting into their current continuity because it's like it's early Batman. The design matches the oh, right. Man of Tomorrow and all that. Whereas this has to be like a what if. It's You're right. Um, I don't Unless know. Unless Justice, they later. fix it at the end somehow. I don't know. Nah. I mean, it would be cool if they had two parallel timelines going on at the same time because be, yeah i mean god how many fucking comics are there for that there's so much source material it's not just yeah. like seven issues or something it's been an ongoing comic since injustice came out so i don't know if you guys watch like comics comic story and he's a guy who takes all of these comic books and puts them on youtube so you can watch and listen to it. it's kind of like a radio drama cool. um it is cool but this one is like hours long i think it's like three four hours at least um of injustice that run so um what else we got we got Here's my problem with injustice. what's your problem um and it's something i agree with a lot of com it's recently a don't lot don't you of say bad superman i hate fuck you bad su- i like bad superman parodies get over but like get the fuck out of here there's get no here. superman the in the world raised unless it's a completely different dimension oh, no superman God. raised by ma and pa is gonna rip the joker's heart out that's not get a hero. have you seen small town america are you crazy yeah, I don't. As people say, like, oh, he grew up for small town. They're fucking savages out there. They're like, they don't give a Whoa. shit about anybody. <laughs> you talking about my I wasn't, cousin I wasn't quite gonna go Kansas. that far. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's very much of this world where fuck everybody else who I don't know directly. I guess. That's it's it. Not Superman, but yeah. The thing I, is that, like, the thing is, I don't think Superman was raised with actual world in mind. It was raised in sort of this. He was raised in this fake idealized world that doesn't exist and i it think that exist. if there was never existed if there was a man or a guy a kid who grew up with powers in the midwest are you telling me he's not going to be a complete douchebag bruce wayne grew up isolated from all humanity and he wouldn't kill someone who murdered one of his robin it's fictional you understand that, both though, fictional. Right? <laughs> That's what yeah saying. so you're hanging on to this idea like he would never kill um, or he would never do it like that's no, I'm okay with Superman killing. I just don't I don't know. What do you mean he was And what are you saying? Well like See, you know home. obviously he murders Maybe he all was sorts raised of away people. from all humanity. Superman? No, no Batman. No, you said Batman. Yeah, he lives in a house along with alone with Alfred until he goes off and trains around the world. So it's like the first eighteen years of his life. I mean it's not like life. he didn't leave the house. The bay doesn't know how much banana costs. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> he leaves the house to go to rich people auctions. He has Probably. nothing in common with the common man. I mean, that's true, but I mean, that doesn't mean... Does that mean that, that... you just killed him, though? No, 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 no. I'm not saying it, because, of course, Batman doesn't kill. <laughs> though he does. I just think it would make him the more detached person. He is the more detached person. And yeah, he doesn't kill, sort of. What are you arguing? When did we say anything about Batman? We're talking about Superman. You made it all about Batman. I'm just saying, if he can live a high enough... Like, have a high enough morals to not kill then wouldn't the guy who was raised by two loving parents but he doesn't "Ah, like it depends on what comic book you're looking at like even in red sun you've got a batman who blatantly murders people right it just depends on the circumstances and doing whatever so it doesn't it's not that big of a deal and you're you're putting weird logic you're like just because this if if this fictional character doesn't kill that means this fictional character shouldn't kill no that that doesn't make what he's supposed to be truth justice in the american way I don't know, which I guess is killed. You're basing it off this idea that I think that – yeah, I don't think truth, justice, in the American way is – That means murder. I think – Today, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it always has. You got me on that. (laughs) 
<laughs> just watching this. Anyway. I'm good now. <laughs> anyway. So the, o- the only other news I'm going to say is that uh, One Piece has reached epic sales, or excuse me, epic circulation of 490 million copies of volumes. That's a lot. I thought you didn't believe that. It's a lot. No, no, I believe it's 490 million on in circulation. I don't know whether or not that yet that beats Batman yet. That's the last, number they use for Batman sales too. Can you can you let me? Okay. Can you let me? Can you let me finish? Can, can you let me finish, please? Um, one last time. I'm gonna checked. let you fin- I'm gonna let you finish, Jammer. But Beyonce has the greatest comic book sale. I'm no, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine the Beyonce comic. If there was, um, have great sales. Anyway. Uh, I believe in last year it was like 400, I want to say 84 million Batman sales. Um, and One Piece, I think, was like at 482 or something. And I think now they're at like 490, or at least One Piece is 490 circulation, not sales. And I don't know what Batman is at currently. So I don't know whether or not it has surpassed Batman yet. I'll but either way, it. it's close. I'll have to look it up after. I believe comic book stores. The sales in the comic industry is how many copies were ordered by the stores. They're not able to count how many of everyone. We're all looking That's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. I assume one piece. And the one piece would be the same because it's in circulation. That means those were purchased by comic books. Well, maybe also, maybe I stand corrected. So maybe maybe they have so. surpassed Batman. Oh, okay. Well, we're full of confidence here on Breaking Free the podcast. More than either of us, so they're probably right if they say it. Whoever it probably is, not. It's just it. some people on websites talking, saying stuff. It doesn't mean anything. Hmm. I mean, like I thought it was like an industry number where the company or podcast is like. Well, hey. the numbers, the number is correct. Four hundred ninety million is correct. But as far as whether what those hmm. numbers entail specifically, how they compare to the comic book sales and what the Batman sales are, I haven't heard anyone say anything specifically in terms of figures. I haven't heard any figure circulate after last year, end of year. And I have a question about how that works. Do they release like a comic book sized issue a month? So the way it works. How big is a book a month? So the way it works is they have these things called. uh, It releases in a magazine called Weekly Shonen Jump, Mm -hmm. and they're essentially these big telephone book sized magazines where each week you have a series that has roughly 20 pages of content. It's essentially a chapter. So each week Mm -hmm. there's a 20 page chapter. New series, when they start off, they tend to get 40 to 60 pages to start off as like a pilot. And then each after that, it's 20 pages. Um, and they, after about 10 or 12 of them, they're released in what they're called Tonkabun, Tonkabun forms, which yeah, are which is what 10, familiar with. 10-ish chapters compiled into a volume. So they don't release in individual floppies, but they yeah. just have issues of Shonen Jump either in physical form or you can get them digitally if you subscribe to Weekly Shonen Jump digitally through the Shonen Jump app for $1.99 a month. So how do they the know entire what's popular? So you said stuff gets released as a pilot. How do they decide like, oh, okay, this thing is popular. We're going to keep producing this. Is it like chatter? It is one of the emails? ultimate questions. Uh, one of the big questions, they have surveys at the back of the magazine that the Japanese uh, people fill out. And then they base it off of that. But as far as how they actually know, as far as hard and fast figures, they don't. Okay, because, you know, you look back at, like, action comics, you know, or even uh, amazing stories, and it's not like Spider-Man and Superman show up in the first issue. They just became the characters that became so popular. They took the names. Yeah. Astonishing Tales was not about Ant-Man originally, but eventually became... Tales to Astonish. That's what it was, yeah. And then uh, the Loki title to one of the episodes, uh, Journey into Mystery. It's cool. Okay. Interesting. That's pretty I love those old school titles. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Like, uh, I think by the end of the year, it will surpass Batman unless Batman has a crazy surgence in comics. But yeah, this is exciting. This is a 20 today or yesterday was the official 24th anniversary of One Piece yeah. since it first started serialization in 1997. And uh, it's a great fucking story. A thousand, you're coming up on a thousand episodes of the anime. They're at 10, 18, or 17, I forget which one, in the manga. Um, and they're they're closing in on what seems to potentially be the finish of this arc. And then, of course, officially, maybe the end of the series. I still think we're about five or six years away from the end. But it's like, it feels like it's going towards the end. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it's been around far less long than Batman. I wonder, yeah. if, they're, I wonder yeah. if they're including detective comics and all, and if they're, I assume they're counting the I don't think issues. So. so I wonder if they're counting the, the trade paper. My guess for is that also. they, I think, I think they're just going with, that's a good question. I don't know. Look, there's too much we don't know. We just know it's doing great. It's like yeah. Marvel. It's made more money than the Bond franchise or the Star Wars franchise while existing for only 10 years. Yes. Yeah. The movies, of um, course. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the thing that's, more impressive to me about uh one piece because it's the same writer right it's the same guy yeah. since the beginning yep yeah i think that it's basically that's the thing that makes it impressive to me is the fact that like while batman has been around longer superman has been around for longer i don't think any of those mainstay comic books have had one person leading them for this long it's one of the things Not that makes like Babylon 5 as a show impressive to me because it was a period of time where he wrote every single ep- um J. Michael Straczynski wrote every episode of that show um for a period of time it's like when you can do that and sustain a certain level of quality it's insane to me and obviously um Brian Newton who we've had on the show and Jammer as an example like it's just ravenous fans of it I, that's incredibly impressive to me yeah I think um I'm trying to think here. Um, as far as the the one person being, that's one of the main things. I, I don't know if you know this thing. It's like one continuous story. It's like mm-hmm. it just it's fucking crazy the way like he's able to plan things and pay it off. Like seven. Well, it has arcs. Yeah, arcs. It has arcs, but it's I wouldn't compare it to because it like it's continuous. Like it all it builds on itself into continuing bigger. Like I know Jonesy wasn't he hasn't he's not super far in it, but like I think he's starting or he was starting maybe to see sort of the world kind of expand and, and all that and it's just it just really builds on itself and by the end you're just like, Oh my god, like this this world has it's so interesting. You not only see the main characters and their journey, but then like you get to expand and see what their overall impact is on the political landscape of this world, how the world government plays into this, the different factions within, and just, just sort of the how the culture as a whole is impacted by the small crew and how it just plays out. It's super cool. They're never going to yeah. sell me on it, even with that little talk. But I will admit that Batman is basically telling the same story. Like every three years, it's like, well, time to repeat a story again. Let's yeah. have Joker and the Batman fight each other. And we won't even reference the last time they fought each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very, yeah. It's a soap opera. Comic books are a soap opera. That One Piece does not sound like a soap opera as much. I mean, I actually... I think that that would be an inaccurate statement, right? Because some soap operas have had the same continuous story for decades, right? So I think that sure. that that is more apt when you compare it to One Piece. It's been the same story from the beginning. Like when I was a kid, it's weird to me that I would see soap operas with my nana or my mom or whoever was watching me at the time, and it's the same story that they're telling today. Like it's like it's all referenced and it's all the same like days of our lives and that other shit. So I, 
I think that's kind of an interesting thing that they. So I, I think do. the differences there; those those are clearly like we're created. It's like oh, we're just we're just churning out content and then overlapping mm-hmm. in on ourselves to just make it all connect. Whereas One Piece, I feel like it's just more. It's not as comparable because you don't get that impression that it's just keeps going and then it's going in on itself and just sort of. No. You know what I mean? I, I don't. It's not a. It's not a comment on quality, but it is definitely one that I think that people have the wrong impression about soap operas in the sense like it's just one story depending on which one you're talking about it's just one continuous story that has never ceased or anything so anyway it's true just my two cents you guys ready to review a movie yeah yes yes all right so to protect an eight-year-old i feel like i should do a voice should do to protect an eight-year-old girl a dangerous assassin reunites with her mother and lethal associates to take down a ruthless crime syndicate known as the firm and its army of henchmen gunpowder mixshake has a 5.9 out of 10 on imdb a six, 65 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 48 percent on metacritic and that 65 percent on rotten tomatoes is from the critics and is balanced out by i think a 51 percent oh, from the uh normal normal humans humans. i don't know i don't know it was 50 yesterday the skin bags i could be wrong we're like cool it doesn't matter it's a one (laughs) percent yeah my my computer's not agreeing with me right now so we'll we'll find out in uh, in a little bit i need to exchange some books come Scarlet's kid. How is your mother? I haven't seen her in 15 years. Mom! Let's get you into a good book. You'll need a Jane Austen. A Virginia Woolf. And an Agatha Christie. For reading. Sam, your talents are needed. Somebody stole from us. He's crazy enough to steal from the firm. Uh, Jam Dog, can you hit us up with your non-spoilery Twitter review of Gunpowder Milkshake? Uh, if you <laughs> like the idea of a live-action anime or a live a- or or a, a, an ultra-violent Tim Burton movie, you will probably enjoy Gunpowder Milkshake. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, that's an interesting poll. Or Dick Tracy. I also got Dick Tracy vibes. I don't know why. Oh. The movie specifically. That's a, that's a very 90s. weird thing. You're like, you know what? Dick Tracy. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, it's a weird fucking movie. I'm not, I'm, I'm skewed away from my Twitter review right now. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a weird fucking movie that is really quirky and it has this odd blend between cartoony and stupid and just hyper violence that I know just won't appeal to everyone, but I found it eternally entertaining. Um, Nick Dahl, before I get to you, there's this funny thing, this, this conversation I have with my wife all the time. I don't know if everyone sees this. There is a, a category on Netflix called like ultra violent or something like that. Have you guys seen that? Um, no. it pops up on mine and my wife was like, what are you watching watch. that this yeah. comes? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this, this definitely fits in that category of stuff. But uh, it probably includes movies like Aeon Flux, Atomic Blonde. John Wick, Guns Aeon Akimbo, so Upgrade. Bad. I would never let Aeon Flux in that category, but everything Matrix. else you said yes. Yes to everything else. Nick Dahl, non-spoiler Twitter review. 
this movie is John Wick plus Baby Driver plus that hotel movie, El Royale. Royale. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the other. Oh, uh, Bad Times of the El Royale. I like that movie. Um, There's another hotel movie, too, that had Dave Bautista and Jodie Foster in it. That came out out around the same time. I didn't see that one. That one was fine. Uh, And it is worse than the sum of its parts. Okay. Much worse. (laughs) Jonesy? Much worse. Um, Stylistic and over the top. It kind of fits in the same wheelhouse as Kill Bill. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely enjoy this more than nobody. Yeah. It's a uh, it's funny cuz I remember going into this. I saw I was reading Nick's tweets as he went along with it. He's like, "Oh, this is going to be like a 3-day slog to get through this movie." And I was like, "Huh." And then days. yeah, and then you're complaining like I think you did three or four tweets that basically complained yeah. about it. And I was like, "Oh no." Style over substance. Yeah, he's like and I was like, "This is going to be so boring." I was really worried because I had saved it for Wednesday night. And I was like, "Fuck." I, knew I have to watch like all of it. And then no, I started weird, watching though. it. I was 30 minutes in. I was like, this movie fucking rocks. What is Nick talking about? And I was like, so, Kirsten, is this movie good? She's like, yeah, this movie's fun. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not crazy. But here's the thing. You guys never agree on this show. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can't even count the number of times where I've just stopped and listened to you guys argue just for the pure entertainment value. Um, you all never agree on anything. So it's fascinating to me that you would look at the tweets and go like, oh, no, here we go. As opposed <laughs> to like, no, I'm going to love this movie. Yeah, that's why I thought that I would love it. I did look up the reviews after, midway through watching it, and I'm like, oh, that feels about right. I mean, I would give it lower than that, 63% mm-hmm. or 50%. But I, I thought going into it, it was like from a film festival or something, and people loved it. But then I read the reviews, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is about landing at the bat, uh, something at the El Royale, about the same reviews as that. I like Bad Times at the El Royale, too. Me, that, too, but that's also story over substance. Like, that it's movie not the felt first like, time I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, this you is mean style? You mean style over substance? Yeah. Okay, you said you said story over story. Oh, story. Yeah, definitely not story. No, honestly, I liked I like Bad Times the Il Real. To me, that movie was what I wanted Hateful Eight to be, um, and it was it. Hateful Eight was just too long. It didn't kind of weave together in a way that I thought was interesting. Bad Real, Bad Times the Il Real, I thought kind of did. But yeah, I think you, I agree with you. This does kind of all those comparisons you made. I think were really apt and correct. Um, and I can't. It's just like it's just. I agree. Style over substance, 100%. But they had, the, I think the fight scenes were too long, especially that last, the second to last fight scene, the one in the library, I thought oh, was God. too long. And then there were, oh, wait, wait, okay. Spoilers, hold on, we'll get, hold on, hold on, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, and what was I going to say? God damn it, Nick. You said it was too long. You said some of the fight scenes oh, yeah, were too it, long. It was too long. It could have been about 50, at least 15 minutes shorter, I think. Uh, but it got, it had enough story for me to care. Uh, the, the the actors, I think, did a really good job of sort of hamming it up and being ridiculous. Um, I really like who they got to play the little girl. There's, is that girl really eight? She looks like she's like 12. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But I also I also really liked her in My Spy. So I'm interested to see what oh. else she does. Like I thought, I think she's super cute and just like really brings a lot of sort of intelligence to a role that doesn't really have a lot of lines to it. Um, and yeah, Especially like the nonverbal, like, is it? Is, Am I a grandmother? Is this? And she's like, Mm-mm. shakes like, her head. Yeah, that was. Funny. Yeah, like no. Like no. Good. Like gross. Why would I? Why would 12. I be hers? She's twelve. She's 12 by okay, but nice. she's twelve now. But when she filmed it, she was probably ten. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. So I guess I don't know how kids grow. I don't know what they look like at various stages of life. Well, jammer. 
<laughs> Their teeth well, fall I go out like, at a certain part. When a mommy and daddy love each other. <laughs> I don't think you understand what I just said, <laughs> Jonesy. I said well, I don't know how they grow. Two crackheads aren't wearing a condom. Well, when I look wow. at... <laughs> no, when I look at kids, I'm just like, you're... You're 12, and there's like I'm eight, or another one I'm like you're eight, like I'm 14. I'm like okay. I don't oh, know you don't how understand you how they age, not grow. <laughs> Isn't that the same shit? No, I don't know. I don't no, know the rate the at which Jones they grow. Twisted it. I don't know the way the rate at which they grow. Well, I feel like yeah, okay. I I, I can't look at a kid that's... and be like you're this old. I'm bad with ages of any any human. Any age, not just kids. I'm like uh, yeah. I'm especially everything. bad with kids. Once once you get past like 20. I think I could be pretty accurate, but then actually 20 to 40, and then it gets nebulous. Mm-hmm. So I have a very specific set of skills. Small window. <laughs> There's a small window of 20 years where small I can peg, window you. Of 20 I can peg years you just where... right. <laughs> Beyond that, God help you. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think the cast is fun. I love the production design and the set design. I just think they had a great time. Pretty. The choreography wasn't the strongest. I think that was especially clear in her one-on-three fight she had in the bowling alley, where I was like, oh, they they're not doing too well. But it just, I think they made up for it in like the creativity of the fights and how like they changed it up each time. Um, and I don't know I just had I just had fun the entire time. It was like the whole I was entertained throughout the entire thing. I had just enough sympathy and empathy for each of the characters. And it was just, it was just like the title suggests, gunpowder milkshake. It was a sugar mixed in with violence. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with almost everything you said. For me, I enjoyed the creativity of the fight scenes. And this is a story that we've seen before, right? Like assassin decides, yeah, assassin goes soft to to save a kid. You're not going into this movie to see a different story. No, yeah, there's no plot. Like, this is not an M. Night Shyamalan movie, right? There's no plot twist yeah. coming. Like, it is exactly what it looks like. And for me, that's the thing that they do well hanging the other stuff on. So there's a little bit of lore that exists here, just like in the John Wick films. And that's kind of what I thought was missing from nobody. Um, that's part of the reason this. I dislike this film. I'm like, does every film have to have fucking lore? Like, um, it I makes it more interesting, right? It, of this movie. it builds out the world in a more interesting way to me. Um, and so that made it a little bit more fun. I enjoy the creativity in the fight scenes. So like you said, Jammer, there's a little bit of a change up every time. Like, it feels like if you were going to make Kill Bill 3, this is a lot of what this would be like, uh, with the exception of the mm-hmm. library stuff in terms of the action and the violence and the relationship between, um, Karen Gillian and Chloe Coleman, all of those things would probably be very similar. And so I was pretty happy with that stuff. Um, I like the creativity of the fight scene with the knife and the gun, the scalpel that was taped oh, to her so hand. so good. It was just yeah. fun, right? Like, it was just... And it was smart, because they did a good job of being like, oh, you're going to fight the same exact people you kicked the ass of before, but we're going to handicap you in a fun way. And I was just like, okay, I can get on board with that. Like, having a handicapped person for, you know, a good chunk of the movie, and then yeah. because she's handicapped, you have to do weird things in order to make the fight interesting. Or the driving scene, right? So that bled into mm-hmm. other stuff. So beyond that one fight scene, then you get to the driving scene where she still can't use her hands. Um, and that's where you kind of get this Kill Bill comparison, you know, wiggle your big toe. And so she can't do anything. And so she's got to rely on this kid to drive. And uh, that's where you get a lot of um, her, per- Emily's personality, right? Where you get to see her be kind of like a sassy smart ass. 
and but she's got to drive the car while uh, Sam hits the the pedals. And I think that's what she said, right? She's like, I've got to steer. All you got to do yeah. is hit the pedals. And like, you get to see kind of that fun relationship and it reminded me a little bit of um, um, Black Widow, like watching the two mm. of them interact. I loved mm-hmm. their chemistry together. So it's fun for me. Yeah, and uh, hold on, let me think of one thing. I'll just make sure before we get into spoilers. <laughs> Nick is ready. Spoilers. He's like, I, he's like, I just want to throw this shit apart. Okay, let's go ahead and get into spoilers. If you haven't seen Gunpowder Milkshake and you think you'll care about spoilers, I don't think it matters that much. To be perfectly honest, doesn't. I don't think you lose much of anything. Well, but, I, I think uh, what you lose is this. Like, I, I think for one of a, a movie like this, especially the first one, you're like, who's going to live and who's going to die? Like, I think that that's fair. really the biggest thing that can get spoiled. But when you're talking about so one of the things that bothered me about John Wick 3 was or before I even saw it, they were like, we're making John Wick 4. And I was like, that kind of that sucks all of the suspense for me out of the room as to like whether or not this trilogy will end with him dying or if it is even is a trilogy. So mm. anyway. So, Nick, spoil what you want to spoil. It's not even that big a spoiler. It's just like it, it felt like Lord of the Rings at the end. I kept thinking we were at the ending and they, I think oh. they added on three endings past where I thought the movie was over. Like, I didn't even think the, because they did the library fight, and then they go off and talk, mm. and then they're like, oh, and now we got to go to uh Well, that was clearly the end of the place. second so act. Like, okay, and no, the end, the, the finale should have been the fight in the library, for sure. And then it's like, oh, and now we have to go do a scene where we're going to deal with Paul Giamatti. And, What's wrong with that? And then it just, they just changed their rules, like the characters they're like oh don't look at any violence honey at the end they're like we're gonna send you straight to a guy whose head might be blown apart well i think that that's part of her growth as a character right the idea that karen gillen was trying to keep her away from all of that stuff and at the end uh or not even at some point in the movie emily is like i'm her apprentice and i think you just have to accept that earlier and then yeah, like I think you have to accept like that's what she wants to do. And it's very much what they talked about in the beginning. So Sam becomes her mother and then Emily becomes her. And there's a conversation about that where Sam is very clearly to her mom, like, what else did you think that I was going to do? What did you think that I was going to become living in that world? So I think there's a very straight line of living in this world. This is who you're going to become. So I don't. I don't find but, it to be problematic. See, I kind of I kind of disagree with with you, Jonesy, on that because I feel like I agree with Nick. There was a lot of this. Don't see the violence, little girl. And I feel like at the end they kind of managed to retain that. They're going to solve this in a non-violent way as much as they possibly can and leave the world so that she doesn't become that. That's yeah, what I thought because, the whole point was. Because if she is going to become it, that goes against what uh, the main character said when she had that conversation with her mom. Or it's like, yeah. why would I want to drag someone else into this world when? You know, it's dangerous. She probably, yeah, I mean, she enjoys slaughtering people, but... I don't know. I don't know that I think that you can walk a child into Paul Giamatti's front door and have a sniper rifle train her. And maybe you don't... She doesn't see what's happened, but there's an implied violence and there's an implied threat. And I, I think the children are smart. And maybe I'm reading too deeply in what the movie means because I think the children are smarter than that, right? They understand the implied threat. And so does he. And so she has to as well, that if you don't do what is happening, you're going to die. And so it's hard to expose a child to that method of getting things done and expect that they would turn out differently than you. Mm-hmm. I think my That's other just me. two main gripes. You can hope. You can hope. 
that's the thing is you can hope they don't have to be logical all the time. Sometimes people sure. hope that they could beat their way out of a situation and then hope that their kid doesn't remember them beating somebody to death in order to get out of that situation. And then hopefully you can proceed on life in a, on a, on a higher path. Or just like spanking, like, Hey, you've, you've hit your sister. So now I'm going to spank you and hope that you don't do further violence. Mm. Two I'm not that, saying it makes sense, Jonesy. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm agreeing yeah, okay. with you. I'm saying oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving it as a real world example of like this is a thing that happens in people's lives. Like they see yeah. a child do violence, so they do violence to the child to stop them from being violent, and then hope they don't continue to be violent. I'm agreeing. <laughs> I just, I, here, I just had here, flashbacks passing, to being chased I'm around the, ta- the coffee your... table as a kid. My mom's like, "Get over here! It's gonna hurt more if if you don't if you if you keep running." Did you ever try and gauge that? Did you just like stand so like, okay, I'm going to use this for a comparison for next time? <laughs> no, I, I did not. <laughs> like next time she catches up to you, like, Jesus Christ, that was over 9,000. Maybe I should just I, did, <laughs> I just know that, that, that it didn't hurt nearly as much when my mom spanked me versus when my dad spanked me. So mm. my mom was like, okay, I, I, could, I could put up with my dad's like, fuck no. I got to find a way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> they would just run faster and tire them out. <laughs> Try and catch me, old man. Higher, faster, stronger, baby. He wasn't that old back then. He was like in his 30s or late 20s back then, so he wasn't that old. He was at a, he was in his his prime, <laughs> and I was still growing. There was no way I could outrun him back then. I don't know why I'm thinking about um, <laughs> thinking about Tombstone, that conversation um, with Ringo, where he's just like, "You retired too?" Like, "Nah, I'm in my prime." <laughs> Mom's like, I'm not it's chasing like, you. I'm retired. Dad, I'm in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, random, random, random. That's, that's good. That's so good. my other two complaints are that I am really tired. I mean, I like nobody. Nobody's probably the only one of these types of movies I've enjoyed. I'm really tired of the John Wick formula, where it's like shoot so fast, like cut so fast. It's like, what's going on? Like, and the biggest complaint. It's happened the most in the finale, but it happened throughout the film. Is when the Please main don't characters it. don't say it. Don't say it. Are you gonna make, are you gonna complain about people running in with knives and bats and axes instead of guns? Yes. Whenever the main character didn't have a gun, the villain suddenly didn't have guns. It's like you know that's, that's super literally convenient. what it's like. Yeah. What movie All are movies you are convenient. Every what movie, movie are you is watching? Convenient. This is like getting upset that Elmer Fudd doesn't die when his gun explodes. It's like the same exact I think thing. That's have quite you watched a bit different. Movie? And speaking though, of which, I did enjoy Space Jam more than this. <laughs> I also did watch Space Jam. Uh, but no, I mean, I agree it's convenient, but also who fucking cares? Did you look at, did you watch this movie? This movie is not about like a riveting story. It's not about twists and turns. It's about so the juxtaposition, the like about juxtaposition of really like violent stuff and then sort of sugarcoating it with like big bright colors and sort of cute characters. It's like, that's what the movie is. There's no, there's no need or even attempt to make it be remotely realistic. I just think I think the closest movie to this, even though they're different genres, and this movie did it way better, is Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Same plot. I have to protect this little girl. You know, it's a girl power movie that does it better than this movie. I don't know that girl power factors into it in that. It does look like so you like the brands. you like the Mads Mikkelsen movie, um, the one where he it. was the assassin with one eye. I haven't seen that. Which one's but that? I like it. <laughs> uh, it was on Netflix. We watched it months ago. We watched that Nicholson it. movie for this? No, yes. we never watched it for the podcast. Um, we talked oh God, about how cool it movie. looked. Oh, I we never watched it. Watched Polar. I never saw Polar. Never mm. saw Polar. 
Are you sure we did for the podcast? I don't think you were on the podcast. Let's see. I'm going to have to look. I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie. I, we, we watched the uh, awesome Mel Gibson <laughs> Christmas movie, which will be the last well, What, what really surprised me, Nick, is that you you just weren't entertained at all by this movie because you're just like, you had to watch it over three days. It. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, like the last day was the well, hardest, no, I left a full hour left. What was it that you didn't like about it? I just didn't connect with any of it. Like, I don't know. Do you know, felt... can, you, can you pinpoint why? No, I really can't because I gave up a tutorial. 30 minutes on the first day and then I made it to an hour on the second day and then the third day was just it was like the most painful thing I've watched I don't even know why I can't even explain why it just I want to dissect I want to dissect why because I I usually can at least pinpoint <clears throat> what doesn't click with me usually it's a character usually it's a plot point usually it's pacing usually it's something like what is it that you don't like about this movie let's 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 be a doctor I'm doctor do I'm Dr. Joseph Jeremy Medina I'm here to understand you and your mental state and why you don't like this movie. So well, we're talking about Gunpowder Milkshake. I definitely shouldn't have read the description first because I immediately rolled my eyes and was like, this story again? Okay, hold on, hold on. Rolled your eyes. Why Why did you roll your eyes? It's, I mean, yeah, it's a tried and true story, but it's done way too often of like, and there's the kid, okay. and now I soften up for the kid, and it gets me into bigger trouble because if I just gave up the kid, I'd be out of the trouble. Okay, so basically what it sounds to me like, you just want something completely different. The second, if you if you come into a, if you come into a plot that you're already familiar with, then well, you're just already you're already going to start nitpicking at things that you don't like about it because yeah. it's like well of course it's going to do that therefore it's not entertaining. And I didn't like the action like I kind of mentioned before. And that's that's fair. Yeah, like I said, the action, action. The, it's not like I had to wait the, to see action. Like the first scene is like she's just kid, like that's like she has the we don't see it actually which is nice but she has the rampage scene in the very beginning which gets mm-hmm. her into more trouble. And then the bad guys just weren't clear. I mean, you always knew they were bad, but I'm like, is this person from the firm? Is this person from the old weird a- character actor whose son got killed? Are these people who are, yeah. Because the three guys were from the firm, right? They were sent by Paul Giamatti and everyone else was sent by the guy, the character actor, who I never Pretty know much. his name, but whenever you see him, you're like, yeah, this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ian something, I think. I mean, it was but clear yeah. to me who was who was chasing them when, at least to me it was. Because if it wasn't for if it's if it's not from those three if it wasn't those three guys it wasn't from it was the, always the other guys it was always the other guys yeah um and then I guess add was... a creepy guy who takes the girl hostage in like the last fight scene whereas I feel like we should have been seeing him throughout the movie we did see him actually or is he the guy that the dad's talking to earlier the the he was yeah, the dad you see him throughout no 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 not that guy the 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 guy who takes the girl hostage he was his nephew oh, yeah. I think yeah he was the guy he was like the main the ringleader of like all of the baddies okay. I don't. I just. I don't know why. It just didn't click. I mean, those are a few reasons why. It, it sounds like you movie. just weren't paying attention. <laughs> what it would. No. What people. also. What it does sound like is, is like you. You very much have like when you come into some first impressions. I feel like are a big deal. It's like okay, your initial impression is I've seen this story before. I'm already going to be disappointed. So like you're. You're almost. Your. Well, your usually, senses are heightened. Yeah. Your senses are heightened. So you're kind of looking for those things that you don't like, and that sort of snowballs into you just not enjoying something. Which but, I'm not saying is a bad way to do things. I'm just saying what I'm observing right now. Usually, when I go into something with lowered expectations, it's a better chance I'll enjoy it because I'll, I've written it off and I sit through and I'm like, oh, this is way better than I thought. Like, uh, I remember how much I hated like the first two hours of Justice League: The Snyder Cut, and then the second two hours, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. I don't know. I, I definitely think it's mostly the genre. I want them to go back to an older school version of fights. It's not like that. We don't know where we are. This is disorienting. Like, 
Which is funny. I actually oh, don't think fast. I was never disoriented in this movie. I feel like they they cut they yeah. That's why I went. Little... That's why I went to. I feel like you just weren't paying attention. Because like at the um, very end, like they literally had a single shot part... for that final set, like fight scene. Oh, and a lot yeah. of it, you I got to see a lot of it. But I mean, it's you could see it though. I feel like that's no, exactly no, no. I mean, counterpoint to. Parts. I don't. I don't remember a single moment where I was just like, I don't know where I'm where I'm doing. I don't think there was fat like fast cuts really. Well, ever also, in this yeah, movie. it kind of runs counter to the argument that the fight scenes were too stabby and too shooty too fast like you couldn't see what was happening they very clearly showed you a lot of the time what was happening when um so i'm going to jump in with one of the things i thought was interesting about this i don't know if you guys remember this we were talking about the um oh hell what was the space movie and it had a problem with the fact that fast nine um, no 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 <laughs> the other space movie the one with um god names are leaving me right now um oh god what was the space movie we did? They were basically space truckers. You guys remember this? Alien. No. Space truckers. Yeah, they were in space. Technology wasn't particularly good, and they had to go to different planets and wear suits. Um, oh. Drawn a blank. Oh, it, it had Pedro in Pascal it. in it, right? Yes, that one. That was um, a great movie. Space I don't remember. Prospect. Oh, it's fine. Prospect. One of my, Prospect. 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 So yeah, I like it. One of my big complaints about that movie was feeling like they moved on way too quick from him killing, killing her father. Her and so I thought that they did a much better job in this of like, she didn't even want to tell her what she did. And then at some point the girl just, they, they addressed it and then they moved on. That was the thing that I wanted in Prospect. And I felt like they did a much better job in this movie so that the characters could even move on to the next thing. And so I, I thought right. that was a really good thing for me. One of my weird I agree. Little, yeah, I think they did one of my weird little things. They they managed to to capture a lot of humanity in this in this movie, even though the characters were cartoony as fuck. Yeah. Um and I wouldn't say they captured it in like a big way, but it was enough to keep the story going and to keep me all I need. in the story. And I think that's what I said when we watched like, Prospect. Yeah. I I, what I love about this movie, thing. changing the subject to like to the quirkiness of the movie, just like uh, those those three guys from the firm, I thought were fantastic. Like the moment yeah. when they were introduced, where it's like the guy gave orders, and they start to get up, and then he starts talking, and they start to sit down, and then they just start to like hover in place. And I was like, oh, I get the tone of this movie. This is goofy yeah. as fuck. There's nothing serious about this movie. And then you have that after they have the fight scene where they get their asses kicked, or when they're in the hospital, and then. <laughs> and then you see them like with the guy has like two guns and then is like on crutches whilst yeah. with the guns. And then when she was like giving orders to the little girl to like tie the knife to her hand and everything, I was like, where the fuck are these guys? Like, how do they have time to do all this stuff? And then they cut to them like hobbling very slowly across the hall in their respective states. And I'm just like, oh, this is brilliant. This is so good. It's so yeah. stupid and fun. Did you guys notice uh, that uh, Lena Headey had dragons on her guns? Mm-hmm. I did not. With the yeah. guns with the knives on the end? Yeah. thought that was funny. I don't know if that was a, a deliberate thing for her. but. Oh, is she from Game of Thrones or some shit? She looks yes. familiar, but I couldn't She's I a very no main character in Game of Thrones. You probably also recognize her. She was in Dread as the main main villain. Oh, shit. Oh, such a good movie. She's also... Movie um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> should have spent so the money on this Dread. on Dread, too. And she's also uh, in 300. Yeah. And she was also in one of the Terminator movies. Uh, the last one. Actually, Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Not Dark Fate. Which one was she in? So, well, she no, she know. was in uh, Sarah, she was in S- Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor oh, Chronicles. Sarah, thank you. Yeah. She was Sarah Connor, right? Yes. I never yeah. watched the show. 
it is far and away better than um the one with emily um clark amelia clark amelia clark yeah uh but yeah like i just think so yeah she had those those weapons guns the one thing that did confuse me and maybe you guys can illuminate me how did karen gillen end up at her mom's house uh, he sent her there. So Who's he? he got up oh, Paul Giamatti. He, sent her to he the gets safe off house. the phone. Yeah. And that's what was there. So he's like, yeah, I think it was a note. Like, this is the stuff that you need to get out of town and survive, blah, blah, blah. And then that was also where her mother was. So okay, he knew where cool, she was. I remember thinking, yeah, I was thinking, like, why are they, like, how did she end up there? I was really confused. And then, and then I was like, wait a second, what happened to the safe house or the, the things that he was going to give them? They didn't fall up on that. But then I forgot about it because the rest yeah. of the movie was awesome. The things, the things are your mother. Here are the things. The things. <laughs> and I loved, I loved the librarians. The librarians were great. Um, all three, yeah. you know, three living legends playing parts. Um, you know, you have Carla Gugino, you have Michelle Yeoh and Angela Bassett. And it's just like, this is great casting. Like, this is just great. I like everything about this. And um yeah, like it was too long though. That last fight scene was way too long. It probably, and all in all, they could have trimmed the whole thing to 15 minutes shorter, as I said before. But I still think it was a fun movie. Fun, it was fun. It had great tone to it. It was well directed. Wasn't really gonna change lives, but I, I know for a fact I would have loved the fuck out of this movie in high school so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, right now it's just it's a fun, sugary, hyper violent movie that isn't gonna change the world, but I'm happy exists. And I'll be interested to see what else this filmmaker does going forward. Do we know Spoiler if this is alert. one that was title. taken? Hmm. I was going to say the title exists because she has like three mus- milkshakes in the first 15 minutes. And there isn't a single milkshake. That's true. What? There so isn't that's a single the title comes the from. At the end, the girl has one in front of her when she's being She has hostage. milkshakes at the beginning, too. What are you that's what I'm saying. About? I was joking. That's there's only milkshakes at the oh. very beginning that you don't hear from them at all. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but no gunpowder um, milkshakes, just milkshakes. I was hoping that would happen. Yeah, is this a movie that was like, supposed oh. to come? Was this a movie that was supposed to come to theaters, or is this straight to Netflix? I think so. Netflix original. Oh, I don't know. For Let's sure. see here. We can go back because I remember it was first announced. I want to say three years ago. Yeah. That's why I thought um, it came from a festival. And Netflix bought it or something, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Um, it was announced in 2018 in co-production. Okay, so what it sounds like, it was basically indie film and then they just they probably didn't have a deal set in place for uh distribution, distribution. and then by the time it was done they just probably sold it to netflix because okay. theaters were in disarray um the reason why i ask is because at least for me a lot of the netflix movies that we have seen so this was um no pun intended a cut above a lot of the stuff that they've done so we talked about um power and a couple of other movies that they've done certainly army of the dead i enjoy this better than all of those so i agree uh that me i don't know if i enjoyed it more than enola holmes though no that's why i didn't mention it (laughs) 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 i mean because the difference between being i think that that one had a little bit more substance um yeah and it was it was good and had a little bit more substance this is just like fun um but i would watch sequels to to both substance yeah Yeah. i would watch sequels to both me too by the way Fun, fun fact, it's called Bloody Milkshake in France. Hmm. Basically, Which I think is, I prefer gunpowder milkshake. I just, yeah. I think that that's a gunpowder and treason plot thing. They don't want to trigger people on Guy Fawkes. (laughs) Okay. That's what they're trying to avoid. Probably. For for those history and poem buffs out there, that's what that's for. But that's England, isn't it? 
Yeah, they're not trying to trigger people. They don't want it's in France. It's in France, though. Yeah, they don't want that happening in their country. Okay. They've had revolution problems in France, right? People getting their heads cut off. They're like, no, you know what? It's true. Nope. Not, letting... yeah. <laughs> not today. Nope. <laughs> not today, British devil. Not today. Um. Okay, cool. So it is time to give us for us to give our ratings for Gunpowder Milkshake. Is Start it? You're going to make friends. us do this again? God damn you. Every B. single time. Solid Every single B. time. Solid right. B. Nick? Two out of five. I fucking hate you so much. What is that? In, is that an F? No, it's no, a B. No, it wouldn't be an F. Uh, I give it D plus. Wow. You wow. don't like it that much? That's I harsh, really, man. I, I, I can't think of anything I've watched this year that I was more bored during. And I, again, I can't say. What were you doing? Were you like on Twitter? I, eventually, yeah. So because here's the thing for me is that like I noticed that. And I stopped doing this. I usually now have I now have my phone away from me when watching movies because without a doubt, if I have my phone on me, I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna be more bored watching the movie. So I'm like, I, well, I, I grab the phone. I only use the phone the third day because I was so fucking bored. Okay. Well, I'm surprised. I am really surprised that uh, well, no, I'm not surprised. What do I expect? But I'm surprised how much you dislike it. So what is it? Wow. Is there any redeeming quality in this movie for you? Um, I mean, I didn't give it a one out of five. <laughs> so, no, but what is what is the redeeming quality? Why didn't you give it a one out of five? It was I did like a few. I like the hospital fight scene where she's in the. Okay. There are a few fun, clever fight scenes in it. Yeah. Well, I so, do yeah, like I'm, the I do like the super ultra extra designs. Even when she walks into the uh, at the end, she walks into the diner. It's obviously just a set background, but it looks so good. Like it's obviously just a flat background with like light shining on it, but. It fits the aesthetic of dude like the aesthetic. Yeah, and uh, I think I'll agree with Jonesy. I think I'll give it a B. Solid B movie. It's very entertaining. If you're into these these types of stylized movies, it, there's a lot to love here. If you're into cartoony things, if you want a live action anime. By the way, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it could not be an accident that one of the characters' name was Anna May. Anyone? There was like that's character. weird, right? Yeah. Tina Turner. What? No, that was uh, Angela Bassett's character was Anna May. Yeah, Tina Turner. What? She also plays Tina. Anime, eat the cake. Anime, Tina Turner. Oh, I don't know. What are you? T- what the? What? Music reference. We don't get. <laughs> no, Is it a music reference? No, it's so she played Tina Turner. The line from the movie is "Eat the cake." Anime, like that's the thing that everybody recognizes from the movie Tina Turner. It's the scene. Um, I don't know if it's that specific scene, but it's Lawrence Fishburne yelling at her. What's lo- Is it what's? No, what's all got to do with it? Um. But yeah, that's the line. Oh, okay. We'll see. That goes fucking. I don't know anything then. It's the same universe. You know what? I'm gonna need you to take that bass out your voice. I need you to take that bass out your voice. So that's the. I. I. What did you think that it was? Anime. That movie looks like an anime. Anime, like a live action anime. I see. No, you're you're wrong as shit. It's because. Okay. (laughs) I am wrong. Her name was Anime and Gunpowder and um, Tina Turner. Fuck. And so he's yelling at her. You know, yeah, you know I never that's what happens. You, you put art into the world, and uh, you know, those are those those Oaks interpretations that you get. Fair enough. That's crazy. Cool. Anime. But that's so cool that, that they that they uh that they incorporated that into <laughs> this movie. What? I'm la- I'm I'm realizing what you thought it was versus what it actually is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just this is a live action anime. Like no no, eat the cake. Anime. It's like not even close. Not it's, even close. So I'm curious in my mind whether or not that is the line that precedes. No, it's not. There's a rape scene that happens, and what's love got to do with it? And I don't think it's. 
I don't think it's the same scene. So that'd be pretty dark. No, I tell you what, I want to be... drink a milkshake. Milkshake does. Sound I don't want to eat cake, but I do want to drink a milkshake. Right. Drink now. it right up. Drink your milkshake. Drink it right up. I drink your milkshake. Okay, so I'll yeah, I give this a solid B. Good good movie. I think it's fun. You should all watch it, except unless you're a hater like Nick Dahl, in which case, don't watch it. I don't watch it. Such strange, it. such strange hate. Strange. Oh, you know, I think what I realized, hate. what what I think I realized that bothers me with a lot of your opinions, Nick, is that like you just go like, I don't know, I just didn't like it. Yeah, it's I just thought it sucked, and I'm just like, oh, I want to get to the bottom. I want to get to the core of the reason. Like, why why don't you like things that have that are tropey? Which is, I guess, is understandable. You want to be surprised but yeah, that's the thing is it depends on the trope. Like, well, like, what is it about like, this trope that you don't like? I, I think I just think a lot of tropes I do like. Like you know, you know, a lot of movies you watch are classic stories. Seven Samurai has been done a million times. Zack Snyder can do it again. It's fine. Um, one of my favorite tropes that I've been watching recently is the Three Amigos, Bugs Life, Galaxy Quest trope. Seven, like Seven Samurai. Well, Seven Samurai, they're actually. Oh, like, okay good gotcha. fighters but it's, it's the same tra- in the end they're setting a trap for someone coming but it's the idea that they actually have no talent where seven samurai or magnificent seven they're actually like the most talented gunslingers in the world just everyone in the town sucks but you no know, the story of like we think they're badass like perform like you know right. we don't know they're performers um, right but i so i don't know but this one seems to be like every other no i keep coming back though to birds of prey i just think birds of prey is a better movie like it's very similar to but I mean, that doesn't mean that this movie color, is bad. Like the if, look of it. If, if there's another movie that's better, doesn't mean that this one is bad. I don't know. I just I didn't connect to any of the characters. I don't know. I just care. Remember five minutes ago when I said arbitrary? Yeah, I guess it's, it's like it's like <laughs> I like, I want to know more. I want to know like the why behind it. Like whenever I have a feeling about something, I go like, what? I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? But I mean, they're they're not really. The thing is, they're not really they grounded are. in consistency. You know why? Because they're arbitrary. <laughs> well, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a reason why. I just don't know if you've 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 verbalized it yet, or you understand why yet. I think there. The, I don't think it's arbitrary. I just think because we don't know what it is, it feels arbitrary. So we got we got to dig dig more into the the Nick the Nick doll goop that is his brain and figure out. Do we? What are his tastes? Do we though? And why? Do we? We do. I think that's going to be on another episode of Dr. Jammer MD. MD. <laughs> but as for this podcast, um, yeah, that says it all. I think that's it. I so, feel like each episode we should have Dr. Yes. Jammer MD literally have Nick say, bring a movie that you either love or you hate, and then we talk nope. about why. You know why? You know why? Because <laughs> it's going to end the same. It's going to be arbitrary. <laughs> you know how every house episode is they go in they're like oh this person's sick they're like okay we're gonna do this and then it gets worse and they have to figure out what the actual problem is and then it gets better and then the show ends that's why i don't watch procedurals yeah that's why i don't <laughs> watch procedurals like house is a procedural it's just a medical procedural um With the Sherlock that's gonna be character. dr jammer md that's gonna be your procedural you're gonna get really so close you'll be like uh-huh. i think i understand what the problem is and then it's gonna get worse you're gonna work yourself into a hole but then it's gonna get better you'll figure it out but you know why it's gonna get better because i'm gonna be wilson and i'm gonna say it's arbitrary and you're gonna like you know what you're right and then the credits will roll <laughs> that's 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 how it gets better that's how it gets better that's how i didn't like that's our twist on the procedural 
I remember I went the reason the reason I don't like house is that I remember in film school and you may have been in this class, Nick. I don't know if you were. You were showing like the same episode twice. Is that why I was two of Ross Brown's classes and I saw I saw that episode. No, but twice. was it the episode where he like turns around and basically diagnoses a bunch of random people in the fucking lobby? And then I'm like, no. everyone's like, oh, it shows his character so well because it shows it is. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like well, this is, is Sherlock. He it is, is Sherlock exactly. Holmes. That is exactly it. That's why he's it's cranky. Beautiful. He's on drugs. And no, I get that. I get that. Like that. But I just don't like. I just don't like. But the thing is, he's. It's he diagnoses it like that. But it's very clear the writers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So it's just like. Is it a whole different issue? I don't know. I, watched, I don't I've feel like the one episode of House. I feel like just I don't feel TV like that's any Ross different Brown's than Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Sherlock Holmes. Like he would do that. He would turn around to and point fair. to a bunch of different people and say this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, but TV just comes across as very tryhardy compared comparatively. <laughs> it's just the way it's done. It's okay. very like a, it's very surface level type stuff that just seems cool until you think about it for five seconds and you're just like, oh, that guy's full of shit. About but it. then, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, I feel like maybe there's a little bit more. But I'm not going to defend it because I'm not even a huge fan of Sherlock. So I'm not even going to try to defend that. Like, I think it's fun to watch, but I'm not going to defend that aspect of him. Interesting. I do think it's weird, since we're talking about House, um, that they did not let him keep his British accent. I wonder, is it because they thought that it would be too, like, oh, you're just doing Sherlock Holmes? Were they trying to keep some element? It's the same reason why Why did... Why didn't they let Benedict Cumberbatch keep his accent when he was Doctor, Doctor Strange? Strange. It doesn't no matter that he's from. It doesn't matter. I mean, because yeah. that would be like making Patrick Stewart get rid of his accent for X-Men. Because, because they're not DC, right? Like the biggest complaint about DC movies is that sometimes they don't serve that authenticity. So I remember one of the biggest bitch out complaints about Constantine was the fact that he was American, didn't have blonde hair. Yeah. So for on the other side of that comic book, movie studio you've got like no no we're gonna stick to this stuff i mean the other problem is that it was counter reads I, I got it i 100 understand the jerk off motion that jammer did um however that's probably the reason why so okay. at least some element of it some part of it some it small was part like a it. different era like how long house left the year probably like left the era like probably like 10 years ago so the show itself is probably 20 years old since it started yeah I really enjoyed that show for a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is the same. The longer those shows run, even like Psych, yeah. which is one of my favorite procedurals, it's like, all right. All right. Here we are. Got again. it. Cut the check. I love that Twin Peaks episode, though. Dual Spires. Oh, I so love great. the Dual Spires episode of Psych. It's, and it has most of yeah. the actors in it. Yep. It was like a Twin including the guy, Including the guy. The... Including the guy who's regularly in Psych, but also was in Twin Peaks. He's yeah. also in it. playing. Yeah. Good show. That is a great procedure i wouldn't know i missed it it's it's good you could watch it on amazon prime something i'm not really in the usa shows i think burn notice was the one that i watched the longest well that's the thing like Um, i can't say i'm the only one i watched of all of them so it's not like i'm never i was never into tv shows before 2012 (laughs) i wasn't into tv before that so i never really really was into those shows really that much i would say when we were in college is when tv shows started getting better than movies on not all it's not a rule i'm just saying it was like the first time i watched tv and i'm like hey this is movie quality was yeah i was never i was never on that bandwagon i never i was i was too busy watching my animes to to notice much about live action yeah yeah, but not not action shows yeah not live action not live action hollywood shows yeah cool yeah and movies all right you guys ready to shut it down Ready. Gotcha. Ready, Santa. Right. Okay, gotcha. Rudolph. Full <laughs> power. 
Well, dear listener, if you like what you heard, uh, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM has other great content on the website. And come let us know what you think about Gunpowder Milkshake on the Discord, as well as any of the news topics we talked about today. Jammer, where can a good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my books under the name AJ Serna on Amazon and Audible. And if you want to support what I do, you can go to patreon.com slash AJ Serna. Nick Dahl, where you at? I'm at Geeky Nick Dahl on Twitter, and I also do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. I think that's what we had to change the name of our show to. You keep saying this. You keep saying this. You keep saying this. Is there is there a name change? Is it done? Is yeah, I think it's Mayhem. I can't remember. Uh, Kyle came up with that. I never remember if it's Mayhem or Mayhem. That's what you said last time. You said that two weeks ago. Listen, here's what I need you to do. I need you to write a note to yourself, make a sticky, put it on the screen of your computer, and then just leave it there. And then next time you be like, hey, this is the name of the show. Well, I use my computer, but... Then it'll be seared in your goddamn brain for next time. I can't see the show. I'm it's it's Marvel, mul- it's Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. I took I took five seconds Thank to Google it, and yes, I came to the title. Cool. It's too many M's. Too many M's. That's you know what I don't point. care? I didn't want to lose my alliteration from Marvel Multiverse Mondays. And you can find me, Brandon Jones. I'm quitting. I'm done with this podcast. I'm so, I'm so done. Oh. You can find me, at Sir Jonesius. I don't know. One on Twitter, at Sir Jonesius. <laughs> and contributing to the website, lrmonline.com. Folks, we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.